like, uh, said, so if I, if my wife upsets me and I set her on fire, am I still a loving husband? Okay. And, and the guy's like, no, if you set your wife on fire, you never loved her in the first place. And the guy was like, so if God sends you to hell, he never loved you in the first place. And the guy was like, oh, no, that's wrong. <laughs> the cognitive dissonance. And they're all like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? It's it's the same thing, dude. But, you know, you know how people are. I do know how people are. And uh, on this Easter weekend, I have a feeling that this podcast is going to be full of all kinds of religious blasphemy. So buckle up, bitches. <laughs> buckle up, buttercups. <laughs> you found the Shays Lounge, and we're talking about... All kinds of stuff this week. It is the Saturday before Easter. So it is April the 8th. Welcome to the show. I'm Cricket. Tom. And we're delighted to have you here. And like I said, be prepared for like a lot of blasphemy today. So if you are not down for that, you might want to skip to next week's episode. (laughs) Well, we say next week. Well, then again, we didn't do an episode last week because, you know, we were like... So we... Had a tornado come through right by where we live. Yeah. And I mean, when, when I, I say, say right by, right by it, it was right by. It was right. It's literally the closest I've ever been to a tornado before. And I grew up in Texas. Yeah. And this is closer than anything I've ever seen before. I Me, don't... I, I had no idea anything was going on. Because, no, he was sleeping through the whole thing. Yeah, I, I got woke up when she... Kept calling and kept calling, and I finally woke up and answered the phone. I was like, what? She goes, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess the power's out, but I, I, what's going on? <laughs> and she said, there's a tornado on the ground. It's right by the house. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I had no clue. I I'm, not, I'm not trying to dox us, so I'm not going to give street names or anything like that, just in case anybody's listening to this and they have, you know, ill intentions. Here's the deal. You can find us if you want to because we're not very well hidden, but I'm not just going to give our street address on a podcast that anybody can listen to, okay? But having said that, this tornado touched down half a mile from our apartment. At least. At least half a mile from our apartment. Or at the most a half a mile away. Yeah. And it absolutely devastated and destroyed everything it touched. Um, It was about an F4, three, F4? It was an F4. It was an F4. So it was, a, which is a big fucking tornado. I don't know if you guys know the F's, <laughs> but the F is how loud you say the word fuck when you see it. <laughs> and the louder you say it, the higher up the number I think goes. really that depends on how close you were. Because like, you know, I, like I was talking to my boss the other day about it and he was saying that he was taking his son somewhere and they were going by their house or taking his son to his mom's house or his grandparents' house. I couldn't remember which one he said it was. And he said they were sitting there waiting for somebody, and all of a sudden his son was like, Dad, we got to go. He's like, what? He said, the tornado, it's like right there behind us. And he like looked in the mirror, and he's like, yeah, but it's going the other way. It's going sideways. It's not coming towards us. We're fine. And he's like, no, Dad, Red, Dad, we got to go. We got to go. And he looked back in the mirror again and realized it was coming right at him. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, and it was bad enough. He said that when he was driving, he could feel the car moving. Oh. I mean, like kind of, it was kind of like sliding. It was. 
Well, he, he was like in it, in it. Up at up at my job, up at the airport, I had um, a a guy come in the other night who needed a truck because um, his uh, his truck got blown away in the tornado. And I asked him his street address because we have to be able to verify that before we can give you a car. And he said, well, my the street address is on my uh, driver's license is such and such. He said, but I'm not there, he said, because it's going to take him a year to rebuild that. And I went, what? He said, yeah. He said, it, my house got, he said, it's down to the to the foundation because of the tornado. So that's what's weird. Like some of the, the, the neighborhood around the corner from us that like the tornado went right through the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Some of these houses have trees on them. Mm-hmm. Some houses are missing large portions of the roofs. Mm-hmm. And there's some that are just piles of sticks. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then there's, like, they're cleaning it up now, and there's some of them that are just basically a concrete slab there now. Mm-hmm. Why do you always forget to mute your phone? I, well, that's you, too. That was your phone that went off, too. No, nope, that was my See? watch. Uh huh. See, it's it not wasn't just my me. phone. <laughs> it was not my phone because my phone is on silent. So, spank you very much. <laughs> you may spank me very much. <laughs> when I keep drinking this wine, you may spank me really good. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about. Oh, guys, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go make sure she's got more. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, it was weird because you know there'll be a house that that'll be basically gone, and the house right next to it is there's nothing wrong with it. There's no trees on it. There's no shingles blown off the roof you know it's fine but um we uh we drove around saturday i made it if you guys follow my tiktok at cricket shay um i made a tiktok of all the devastation that we saw I, i've been using that tiktok to show people it's like yeah. yeah we drove around my neighborhood and my wife made this video watch <laughs> yeah and i mean you can see the the national guard came in because the tornado happened on friday about two thirty, two. well no about two o'clock it yeah. happened about two o'clock on friday and um, Saturday we got a, of course we didn't have any power on Friday or Saturday. And um, we got up Saturday and just kind of wanted to get out of the house a little bit. And so we started driving around just to kind of see what we could see. And there were places we couldn't go down because there were trees across the road. And the National Guard had it completely blocked off. I don't know if you've been down toward Walmart. Um, the That, Walmart, that yeah. Walmart in the curve. Um, so I don't know if you've been down that way, but half the road is still blocked off because they're still doing cleanup as far as like getting stuff out of the road yeah, and getting stuff bad. off the side of the road. And it's been a solid week. There's some places that still don't have power. And what was, what really, what was awful is I'm, I'm checking the power grid, you know, because it sucked because I could literally stand in our front walk out here where the gate is at the front of our apartment complex and look across the street in two different directions and there was power yeah and then then we didn't have power like literally across the street they had power and we didn't have power and so i was looking at the outage map on entergy because they run they run all the power lines and everything in arkansas um but i was looking on the outage map and kept watching it (laughs) <laughs> and they would send text message updates. Hey, your power will be on by this on this date at this time, on this date at this time, da 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 da. And you could check for status updates and things like that. Well, they kept saying your power will be will be back on on April the second at eleven o'clock. And I was like, okay, that doesn't sound bad. That's still Saturday. If they get it on by Saturday at eleven, we're still doing pretty good. 
I mean, we'll, we'll have been out without power for over 24 hours, but, you know, it's, it, whatever. We've done, we, we've done that before. Worse weather. Yeah, exactly. It, it was not blazing as hot. It was not super cold, so we're okay. Well, then I checked it again about 5 o'clock on Saturday, and it didn't say April the 2nd at 11 anymore. It said April the 6th at 11. And I went, oh, no, we're not going to have power for a week. What are we going to do? And so I started freaking out and, you know, we were trying to make plans like, are we going to try to find a hotel? Because there's no hotels to go to because, you know. All the ones with power were booked up. All the ones with power had, were, were completely booked. There were some hotels that got that got messed up and destroyed because the tornado went right through downtown Little Rock. And, um, you know, so it was just it was just a bad situation all around. And, uh, yeah, those ferrets are being loud again. <laughs> we turned this light on in the, in the in the living room and it wakes them up. And they're like, okay, if you're going to wake us up, we're going to be loud. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the devastation has, has just been insane. And watching the helicopters from the National Guard fly over the wreckage uh, was just, it was surreal. It was absolutely surreal. The Kroger that's down from our house was, it, it's still not open. Um, because the tornado went right across the, the Kroger's in that neighborhood that's back behind there. And... Um, the uh, the couple of people that were at, that were in the Kroger when it when it the tornado happened, um, the building is still standing, but the roof got messed up real bad, and at least one person that was in Kroger had to be taken to the hospital because they had a a a, a pipe uh, not a pipe but like a like a piece of metal, metal. through their leg, yeah. because of the wind that just you know just messed them up, and um, we had uh, what five confirmed casualties i think so yeah and then, but but a lot more injuries than that you know five people died but a lot of people got hurt and um i i hate using the word lucky and i hate saying oh i'm glad you know i'm happy that we were lucky or anything like that because that just kind of sounds like well fuck you because you were unlucky you know that sounds awful luck is not something you can control so why would you be happy about it i mean being happy about us not getting hit, that just means that somebody else did. Yeah, and that, that kind of makes me feel like a shit person for, you know, being happy. That I mean, I like, I don't want to get hit. That's not what I'm saying, but it just, I can't be happy about the fact we didn't get hit because people did get hit. I'm glad we didn't get hit, but I'm not going to brag about not getting hit because some of the other people did. Yeah. And, and their, it, and it their was, lives are just... Turned we, upside down and devastated. Uh, there was another lady that, that they came in on Friday uh, to get a car. And I asked, you know, that's one of the things I ask. Hey, what brings you to Little Rock? And da 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 Oh, we're here for a funeral. One of our family members died in the tornado. You know, I mean, that's just, that's horrible. And having to come in on and have the funeral on Easter weekend. And, you know, it's just. And one just, thing, one thing that I noticed too, that where we live, you know, we're, we're still basically in the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And there are churches everywhere around us. Everywhere. All over the place. And of all the churches around here, I noticed there was one that did anything to help the community. Mm -hmm. And it was the one right there on the main strip going through. That's the... um... Oh, I can't think. I wish I could give them a shout out. I think think they're Church of Christ. But they set up... uh, like they had somebody bring out like the one of those big ass grills back behind their truck. Mm-hmm. They had that, and they were cooking hot dogs and hamburgers, and they had 
other types of food and they had water and drinks for, for people. Uh, they were encouraging all of the um, people that come in, like the utility workers. Uh-huh. You know, it's like they were all parking in their parking lot and everything, mm-hmm. and they were bringing all them over there. And they and they've got a sign up now that says, you know, from this hour to this hour on every day, mm-hmm. you come by, we will feed you. Yeah, and they you know, they will take care of you. They've you got know? food out. They've got yeah. water out. Pallets of stuff just yeah. out there where people can take. Yeah, and uh, it, it, they're a church across. I just checked. Yeah. But they're the only freaking church anywhere around here that I have seen do a damn thing to help anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, but now I will say there there's been a lot of community support. You know, there's been a lot of restaurants that have helped, you know, feed people. And if you're displaced, you know, when there's hotels that'll try to help house you if, if you're well, displaced. I understand that, you know, like hotels that. and restaurants and places try to help. But a church, that, pardon my language, but that's their fucking job. Yeah, it really is. That's their responsibility is to help people in need. Yeah, it and really is. And all the churches, there was one. And I one hope. One that did anything. And please, please, please. Let them have done it without strings. That is one thing that drives me absolutely fucking batty about churches nowadays. Is they'll do something nice for you, but there's strings attached to it. You have to come to church at their at their church service the next Sunday to, to be able to benefit from what they're giving away. Or you have to accept Christ. Or you have to give money when they pass the offering plate. Was it fucking Joel Osteen, Osteen during that hurricane? hurricane Katrina. Yeah, not Katrina, but uh, it was what Harvey. It? it was Harvey. Was it? Yeah, because it, it hit Houston. Katrina didn't hit Houston. Oh, okay. It was yeah. the one that hit Houston. So Joel Osteen was shamed into opening up his, the doors of his church because he originally wasn't going to do it. So then he opens up the doors to all of these displaced people who were sleeping on pews because they didn't have houses anymore because the hurricane blew through. And not only did he go in there and after the fact give these people a place to stay, but he passed the offering plate around to these displaced people and expected them to give him money. For I mean, letting them sleep there. That's horrible. That's horrible. And that, that's a big problem that I have with, with, See, with but that, evangelical that's a, that, that's Christians. That's a motherfucker that's going to be like, what the heck? When he dies? When he dies and goes straight to hell? And realizes he don't go where he... Thinks he's a good... Actually, you know what? I think he's going to go exactly where he thinks he's going to go. See, and, and that's the thing. I think he's a grifter, and he knows he's a grifter. Yeah, he, he he has no misconception at all about where he's going. Yeah. Like him, Jerry Falwell, all those big mega church guys. They, uh, look, I, and I don't want to talk shit about pastors who go out there and walk, and talk, walk the talk. Okay, yeah. because there are some pastors out there, especially of mid-level to small churches, who really walk the talk and they really go out there and do the things that they need to be doing. Okay, but these mega church pastors, every single last fucking one of them, is evil and corrupt, and they're going. If there is a hell, they're going straight to it. And I think that they know. They, I, I don't think they're out there just accidentally getting. Getting off the path. I think they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Because like, like Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, I, I don't know if you know a whole lot about Jerry Falwell, but he was a. I'm not sure which one he is. Is he that older guy that? So Jerry Falwell was real big in the 80s, 80s and 90s. Um, he is the reason that we have an abortion ban now. Is uh, he's a direct result of uh, having an abortion ban. He's the one that got uh, Reagan elected. 
Um, he was real big in, in a, the evangelical movement becoming a thing. That was Jerry Falwell's thing. Well, his son... Okay, no, that's not who... I just looked him up online. That's not who yeah. I was thinking of. Jerry Falwell Jr. is a big reason why Trump was elected. Okay? Because Jerry Falwell put his, put his support behind Trump. And the thing about Jerry Falwell Jr. is that he likes watching his wife get fucked by other men. And... He is doing this, so if if you like that, you know if you like that, great. You you go do you, and if your wife is if your wife is you know like fine with it, would you stop? <laughs> if your wife is fine with it, you know consenting adults do their thing, but when you are sitting there talking about how people are sinning in their daily lives, and you're going out there and doing something that is in direct contention with the words that you are preaching to your congregation, then you are worse than a hypocrite. Yeah. Because you're doing it deliberately. And you're leading people astray. And 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 that and that's that's pastors are supposed to lead people to, to God, right? Like that's their point. That, that's their whole point is being a shepherd. They're supposed to get the sheep, lead them to God, keep them safe, da 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 da. So let's assume that Jerry Falwell Jr. was doing that for his flock, right? What about this kid, this pool boy that was fucking his wife every day? What happens to that kid's soul? You know what I mean? It's that it's that kind of just just blatant selfishness that. It, Anyway, you should watch the documentary about Jerry Falwell that's on Hulu. It's really really good. The pool boy speaks. And uh, tells the whole story of how he got involved in, in all this mess with the Falwells and with the Trumps. And how his life got changed. And it's all because the power of being a mega, a mega church pastor corrupts you the same way that any other type of power corrupts you. Just because you're a Christian pastor, an evangelical pastor, doesn't mean you're free from corruption. And that type of abject power over the people that, that are that are under you, um, it's just, it's really dangerous. And I think it's dangerous in a really insidious way because all of these people at this church are looking up to this man to be the voice of God. And so there's kind of a childlike trust in this man. And for him to take advantage of it or for Joel Osteen to take advantage of it, um, for their own gain is just the worst kind of disgusting grifting, you know? Well, of course they take advantage of it because, I mean, this is in their influence because, I mean, it seems like most of the people you hear getting in trouble for child pornography and shit is church people. Yeah, and that's a big thing of what I've been doing over on my Twitter is I've been, I've been looking for stories of child molesters. Uh, and I and, and and my my Google history search is like completely shot all to hell because I'll I'll search up child molester arrested twenty twenty three. Well, you know what most of them are fucking pastors and youth pastors and yeah. and police officers. You know, there, there's a couple of drag queens in there, but they're real, real, real hard to find. And it turns out when you do any research into the drag queens, they had done drag once. <laughs> 
and they're being called a drag queen because that's a convenient narrative nowadays. Yeah. But all these pastors and youth leaders and and scout leaders and well, like that safety coordinator we had with the company we worked for. Yeah. yeah. And they found hundreds of things on his work, work computer. computer. What a moron. I mean, for fuck's sake, if you're going to break the law in a way like that, don't do it in the most stupid way possible. I don't even Google search on my work computer. <laughs> I do that shit on my phone. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that, that was literally one of those, like, you always hear, like, damn. Like I they, would not have expected that from that guy. No, and they carted him out of there, man. They, like, carted him out. That was insane. But, um, well, speaking of child molesters, uh, Josh Duggar got some time added to his sentence because he got caught with a cell phone in his, uh, in his, uh, cell. <laughs> so that, that makes me feel good. He he was he was supposed to get like some you get so much time off for good behavior, and right? So, so he, he didn't get he didn't get time added for that, but he will lose good he, time. Exactly, he lost good time. He lost like twelve days or fourteen days of good time. Because I know I, I wrote a case on a inmate one time when I was at the prison, and I didn't write very many. I got along with most of them, but this dude was really being an ass and said some things he shouldn't have said. Attempted some stuff he shouldn't have attempted. And I wrote a case against him. And he lost three months yeah. of good time for it. Talk about pissed. Well, look, my problems with the justice system industrial complex, the prison industrial complex aside, don't be stupid while you're in there. You know, just fucking do your time and get out. I mean, quit. I don't know. I'd probably be one of the troublemakers in there. <laughs> I already told you what would like. I've already told you this before. I will if I ever do anything that gets me arrested, and I go not to a jail, to a prison. I guarantee you one million percent. I will never get raped. Never. Okay. Because I have a foolproof plan. <laughs> foolproof. They're going to walk me into that prison. The second they take handcuffs off me for whatever reason, first guard I get near, I'm going to punch him right in the fucking face. <laughs> and I'm going to lay down. They're going to still kick me a few times and hit me just because that's what you do. Yeah, of course. But, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get put in close custody. Close custody, no cellmate. Or if they let me out for any reason again, first one I see, I'm going to punch them right in the fucking face. <laughs> I'm going to eventually get down and seg where I know I don't have a roommate. No roommate. No booty hole rape. <laughs> and if you're one of the good guys on the seg wing, they kind of treat you a little different. Well, segwing, it don't matter. You don't get to come out for whatever. Nothing. What about that guy that you used to let out as a trustee? No, no, no. That was close custody. That's a different. Oh, okay. Okay. Because, see, that was a big thing because uh, when I worked there, all the seg officers, all the seg bosses, we also had seg, we had close custody, we had medium custody. 
and then you had general population. I wouldn't want to work in general population. Well, then somebody made some kind of formal complaint with the state or whatever about it, saying, because SAG bosses, we didn't put up with as much shit as the general population guys did, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we had zero tolerance for shit. Well, you kind of can do that, though. Just well, the we way, had to. Yeah, the way it was set up, you could. But they General. come up saying, well, SEG bosses shouldn't be have anything to do with close custody and medium custody because that is a level of general population. It's not segregation. It's not ad SEG, mm-hmm. which is true, but it made it to where, okay, well... Those are G, those are general pop bosses have to work those wings now. Mm-hmm. So they cut down how many seg bosses we had. We had like twenty something, but then they only kept like nine of us, and I was one of them. Mm-hmm. And because uh, we had to have enough to, if there was a situation where we had to get the team together, we still had enough officers to cover the other wings mm-hmm. while we were off doing our thing. And the first, no, no, I'm sorry, the second week after they did that, down in the close custody wing, they had a riot. Mm-hmm. Now, not like well, there wasn't a bunch of fighting and everything, but they were all setting shit on fire and throwing it everywhere. They were, mm-hmm. And then the officers were throwing their gas shit and everything. It was, it was a fucking ordeal. Then the third week, because all those wings, close custody, meeting, because each wing had to have at least two officers on it, right? Mm-hmm. It was one GP officer, one SEG officer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never any other issues. Because they knew they couldn't pull shit with us. Because they're they're, they're like, they were like kids. They're going to get away with as much as they could possibly try to get away with. And, and, and it's, like, it's like I was, uh, general population was short on people one day, and I had to go down there and help them get lunch breaks. And these people were being stupid, and I thought, hey, you know, I need to, you know, bring the volume level down. They were in the uh, little common area room. Mm-hmm. And this one inmate started mouthing off. And I kind of looked at it. I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> and then three of the other inmates that were in there that were one of their jobs was coming down. They would help us feed, you know, hand out trays in the seg wing. Mm-hmm. For breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they'd come down and help clean up and do stuff like that. So they knew us. They knew me. And they're like, dude, calm down. He's a seg boss. And the guy's like, oh, shit, my bad, boss. And then that was it. That was the end of it. That was it. They just knew that depending on who was there was how they were they would act. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it was... The pay sucked, but I enjoyed the job. <laughs> Well, and you also, you were not an asshole to these guys. And I think that kind of sets you apart from just your average run-of-the-mill prison guard. Well, yeah, I, I had several of them tell me, hey, you just know that if there's ever a riot in this, in this, in this prison while you're here, you're, 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 you're one of the safe ones. Yeah. Because, because well, well, he said, we'll open the door and let you walk out. <laughs> because, you know, the, these guys, they had to deal with being treated like animals. And if you're treated like an animal, you're going to act like an animal. And the way that you've told me, anyway, is that you never treated them like animals. You treated them like humans who had just, were in a situation that they couldn't control. Yeah. And so you kind of work with that. And 
if more people treated people in prison that way, I think we would see something a lot different. But you you have a lot of guys who get into the job of prison guard or jailer or whatever, mm-hmm. and they see it as I'm watching dogs who can't control themselves, and therefore I'm going to treat them like dogs that can't control themselves. And then you end up with dogs that can't control themselves. Like I, I, I always remember the one inmate's name. His name was last name was Boston. He was on medium. He was always going back and forth between medium custody and close custody. Mm-hmm. Never gave me an issue, but nobody else liked him. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was assholes to him, and I wasn't. And I had to have a sur- some surgery on my foot one time, and I actually asked to work down in solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. Everybody hated working down there. It was you're in solitary basically too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so everybody hated it down there. But I'm like, can I work there this week? Because if there's something that goes on, I can't be running up and down the the, the unit to help. Mm-hmm. And I went down there one time, and he was in solitary. And I can't remember what happened while he was in there, but what after they, you know, the guys brought the the food trays in and we handed them out. I was like, and then my sergeant came on the wing later and saw Boston was out cleaning up and shit. And he was like, what? And he was like throwing a fit. What the hell is he doing out of his cell? I was like, he's cleaning up. Because he was, one of his jobs before was he would come down to the seg wings and clean up. And he's like, he's in solitary confinement. He's a, he's a troublemaker, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, he, he, he's been cleaning up for the last two hours. He's almost done. Just might as well let him finish. <laughs> He goes, you can't. Tr-. I was like, he, he, he's been out for a while. I ain't like, worried fine. about him. He's fine. Trust he's me. He's fine. He's okay. But I had to tell Boston, hurry up and get done. We'll have to go back in. And then it was, I mean, it, it just, they didn't give me a lot of the problems they gave other people just because of the way I treated them. Mm-hmm. I didn't treat them like they were fucking animals. Yeah. Which, there were some that were, some of the guards really did. They were... What was I? I think his name was Darby. Was his last name? Watch him listen to this podcast and be like, "That motherfucker." <laughs> well, and this dude, he no, it wasn't Darby. No, 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 no. I apologize. It was not him. It was one of the first shift guys that ended up helping us sometimes. He was a. He thought his. He thought he was a badass. Yeah. And I was actually in the hallway one time. They were letting the uh, guys out for chow. And this one inmate didn't say a word as he's walking past him. <laughs> he just clocked his ass, knocked him, almost knocked him out. We, we it, it was funny because we were nobody liked this guy anyway, but we had to help him. But the, oh, there was a moment of uh, hesitation mm-hmm. before we went to go help him because we, we were kind of like looking at him like <laughs> you just damn near got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> but anyway. What else we got today? You know, I don't have any topics to discuss. I just wanted to kind of jump into it. This is the anniversary of the weekend that Jesus gave up for your sins. Yep. He gave up those weekends. Gave up those weekends for your sins, man. And, you know, we were talking about this earlier. And, you know, I'm on Deconstruction TikTok uh, which I don't know if you if you guys, I mean the algorithm had me pegged within five minutes of me getting on TikTok. They're like, "Oh, you're a deconstructing Christian. Here, let us show you all of these, <laughs> all, of, all of these videos." And I'm like, "Yep, yep, <laughs> sign me up." But um, 
we were we were uh, you know some of the videos that, that were in there we're talking about um you know uh, this one this one creator named i blame bill um she's the one who um illustrated the concept of vertical sin versus horizontal sin which i'll explain if you want me to which is it, it's pretty cool such a uh, pretty cool uh thing that she explained but um <clears throat> she was talking about the crucifixion and if you think about it you know people like to talk about how jesus was tortured and then he died and then he went to heaven and you know all this other stuff and you know you're taught when you're a kid that that's like the worst thing that could possibly happen to you and did he jesus, go to heaven i mean technically wasn't he already there well he ended up in heaven but well, he that, was but, already there because God and Jesus were the same, were they not? Well, the the Trinity is one of those things you got to do some mental gymnastics to understand. But, but yeah. So here's the deal. So we're assuming that Jesus was on Earth for 33 years, 31 to 33 years. It really just kind of depends on who you talk to because we don't know if his ministry lasted a year or if it lasted three years because it it's different based on which gospel you read. Um, but anyway, you know, people talk about this time of year and you see the passion of the Christ and how he was tortured and how he died and, you know, all this other stuff. And, and they're like, well, this is just the worst thing that could happen to somebody. I blame Bill pointed out there are humans who've been tortured a lot more than Jesus was for a lot longer than Jesus was who didn't get the benefit of going to heaven after their torture because they were either number one not christian or well i guess that would be the only reason they were just not christian you know like for example uh freaking john mccain was in prison and for five years and was tortured every single day that he was in prison in vietnam well jesus was tortured for a few hours yeah. Before he was crucified and he died the same day. I mean, most people who are crucified, it takes them two or three days to die. Because it was a it was a an, an awful, horrific death that was not fast by any means. And so for him to have been tortured and die within a few hours, that's kind of a relief, right? Yeah. Because the torture's over at that point. You're not hurting anymore. We don't know what happened to Jesus during that three days that he was dead. There is Apocrypha that says that Jesus went to hell and defeated Satan during those three days. But that, <coughs> excuse me, that brings up a whole host of other questions because if Jesus went to hell to defeat Satan for us during that three days, why am I worried about sinning? Because <laughs> Satan is already defeated. You know what I mean? Like, he's not making me do any bad things well, I just anymore. had a thought, too. Like, if he was tortured, he was Jesus holy god whatever yeah he was fully human and fully god at the same time so when he was tortured couldn't he just said i don't want to feel pain yeah he absolutely 100 percent could have and we don't know that he didn't so he may not have felt anything anyway so here's something okay he, he may have been like wwe no selling it you know <laughs> He may have no soul some shit. <laughs> Pretending it didn't hurt because technically it didn't because he didn't want it to hurt. You think you think Jesus was in kayfabe and he was just trying to sell it? He didn't feel that shit. <laughs> so, something... Uh, you he know, was putting on a show for the people watching. There you go. Um, so, 
let's go back a little bit in Jesus's life. This is something that uh, an, an, um, Matt Dillahunty uh, brought up. Um, How far back? Like all the way back to where his God, no, to where his dad raped the woman. No, no, not that. Not a little further. A little further forward than okay. that. Okay, not back. Not back when he raped Mary. The 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 thirteen year old girl that, that didn't know that didn't know what she was getting herself into what was happening to her yeah okay okay yeah so we're, 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 not, we're not going back for, to the rape not going back to the rape okay we're, we're skipping forward we're from skipping the rape. forward okay. from the rape all right don't talk about the rape okay all right let's not mention the rape let's let's not let's not mention the rape of a child in exactly. order to to get the demigod onto earth <laughs> anyway. But um, by the Christian religion too, couldn't he have married her at that point? Because in the Bible, it doesn't say that you can rape that the men can rape their victims or whatever. Yeah. So if you if you rape some if you rape a woman in the Bible, you pay her father property taxes, and then you marry the girl, and you're not allowed to divorce her. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's let's saddle this poor girl who's been raped with her rapist for the rest of her life. Let's not because talk, that seems like a good idea. But let's, let's not talk about the rape. We don't want to talk about rape. Yeah. That he raped her. Yeah. We don't the want God, to That God raped Mary. Shh, don't mention the rape part. But anyway, we're moving forward a little bit. I told okay. you this was going to be steeped in blasphemy. Um, we're moving forward. <laughs> now, if we were going to get got, we'd have been gotten by the tornado last week. Hey, I've done been struck by lightning once. I don't want to go for round two. That shit was not fun. <laughs> Took me forever to convince you you'd been struck by lightning. <laughs> I was. I just didn't want to admit it. But you tell people, hey, I got struck by lightning, you're like, bullshit. But you totally did. Man, that shit fucking hurt. But anyway, so we're moving forward in, in, in Jesus' life okay. when he's being tempted by Satan. Okay. So Satan takes him up to a, a hill on top of the city, that looks over the city, and he, he tempts him three, three different ways. He says, tell me that you want this and I'll give it all to you. Um, and then he says, jump off, the, jump off the cliff and the angels will bear you up. And, and he tempts him another way, and I can't remember what it was, but it was three temptations, and Jesus resisted all the temptations, and that's how he, he was able to prove that he is the Son of God, is because he resisted the devil's temptations, and da da da, da. Well, if he well, was the Son of God, he, would, he, he already knew the devil was going to tempt him. So how hard is it to resist the temptation when you know it's coming anyway? Well, that's not what Matt Dillahunty brought up, which I was really impressed by his line of reasoning on this, because I had never... You know, I'm so steeped... Ooh. I'm so steeped in the freaking religion that it's hard for me to look at it objectively sometimes. But this, you know, I like getting different perspectives that, that make me look at things, you know, objectively. So. That's really loud, isn't it? Yeah. So Satan. <laughs> I can hear it vibrating through the table. I know. Well, stop. Why don't you pick that up and quit, quit being, don't put it in front of your mic. What's wrong with you? <laughs> that sounds like you're peeing on the mic. <laughs> But anyway, Jesus took, I mean, Satan took Jesus up above the city and said, ask me for this and I'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say, for example, that you were Jesus. I, I don't Jesus, have the hair. Jesus is fully human, correct? I, and Jesus was a white man, so I'm good. There you go. <laughs> Jesus, yes. Jesus was a white man, right? Uh, Jesus, Jesus was fully a man, right? <laughs> Jesus was fully a man, right? Right. And Jesus was also fully God, right? Mm-hmm. And if God, if Jesus was God, and God is the creator of the universe, 
that God owns everything. Mm-hmm. So let's say you own a house, and oh. I come to you, mm-hmm. and I take you to your own house, and I say, ask me for this house, and I'll give it to you. What are you going to tell me? Bitch, it's already mine. Thank you. So it was dumb. It's not a temptation. What Satan did to Jesus is not a temptation unless he was human and not God. Because if he was God, the answer would have been, bitch, this is already mine. So we're either arguing that Jesus was not divine because Satan was able to offer him something he didn't already have. Or that whole fucking story was made up. It's one of those two things. Because if the answer from Jesus was not, this is already mine, kick rocks, then the whole thing's made up. Well, see, that's like when I asked about the Bible. I'm like, well, God didn't write the Bible. Man did. Men get shit wrong. Oh, yes, but. But if but you their ask... Hand was their hand was divinely, divinely inspired. inspired by God. I'm like, oh, okay. So you've already come up with a reason to... Uh, See, like, like my entire family, oh, I grew up as a Bible literalist. We believed the Bible was literal in everything it said. There were literally 40 days and 40 nights that the earth was literally flooded, that the boat had literally every single animal on it, and that God performed these miracles in order for these things to be able to happen. 100% Bible literalist. So why did he, why did he like have to save all only two of each of these other land animals and all the sea animals got to just basically have more room to roam. So funny that you would mention that because somebody brought something up that again, one of those things you just don't think about until somebody mentions it. Sea animals can't live in freshwater and freshwater animals can't live in seawater. It doing flooding the entire earth fucked up the entire chemistry of the planet's waters and would have killed off every single cre- sea creature that existed. Except because, for bull sharks. Because it w- except for bull sharks. Because it would have created brackish water. And only bu- there's only a certain type of animal that can live in brackish water. Bull sharks are one of those things. But yeah, it would it would have completely fucked the environment of all of the freshwater fish and all of the seawater fish. I don't think the seawater fish because the seawater there's so much more. I think it would have turned freshwater into seawater. It 100% would have. And it would have fucked up all those species. Mutated sea bass. <laughs> are they ill beams. are they ill-tempered? <laughs> <laughs> But there, I mean, but there's so much stuff in the Bible, you know, and I was taught to believe that the Bible is a history textbook. The Bible is a science textbook. The, the Bible is all of these things. And I love more than anything when somebody challenges my Bible knowledge on Twitter or Facebook or anywhere else. Come on, bitch, challenge me. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you that whatever verse you can come up with that says one thing. I can give you a verse from the same Bible that says the exact opposite. 
Just about, yeah. Because the Bible is extremely contradictory. Yeah. The the four gospels can't even can't even agree on Jesus' life. They can't agree on how long he ministered. It was either one year or three years, depending on which version you read. Um all four gospels have him saying something completely different on the cross. Um Oh, here's a here's a good one that that I hadn't thought of uh, again before somebody had had brought it up. The way I was taught that sin happens is that you don't control sin, correct? Okay. Because you can't control your thoughts, and your thoughts are sinful. Right. So define to define to me what a sin is. Define that to me. Define a sin. Yeah. Define what sin is. Uh, something that God doesn't want you to do. Something that got something that goes against God's will. That's what I said. Yeah, something that God doesn't want you to do. Something that goes against God's will. So that's a sin, correct? See. And what a man. This I'm quoting a verse directly. What a man thinks in his heart, so does he. Is that correct? I guess. So if you think it, it's the same thing as doing it. And he and and Jesus even said that about if a man thinks about committing adultery with a woman, he might as well have just gone ahead and done it. Because so I just thought about being in a in a room with like ten naked women. So that mean I actually did it. Yeah, I'm, you might as well have. Might as well. It's the exact same thing. Okay. So we have two things that are presupposed. Sweet. We have two things that are presupposed by the Bible. Number one, Guess what I just sin did. is something that goes against God's will. And two, you can't control your thoughts, and what you think is the same thing as what you do. So we have those two things, right? Do you remember the story of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? No. So this was the day before he was crucified. He went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. This is when he sweated blood because he was so stressed out. He, his, his, his sweat droplets fell like blood. So he went to the Garden of, the, uh, of, of Gethsemane to pray. Please, Lord, take this cup away from me. In other words, I don't want to do this thing that you're having me do. Please don't make me do it. No, no, why didn't he just say, please me? Please me, don't make me do this. Well, that goes into the divinity of God. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. So, with the two presuppositions that we already have, sin is something going against God's will, and what you do in your heart, you've done in, in real life. Jesus sinned by saying, I do not want to do this thing you want me to do. Who wants to go? Don't make me do it. He del- he specifically and explicitly went against God's will by saying, "Do not make me do this." Well, did he go against his will by saying, "Don't make me do this," or would it have been going against his will saying, "No, nah, I'm not doing that." He eventually came back around and said, "Okay, fine, not your will, but my, but thine." He eventually came back around, but the whole time he was in the garden, he was telling God, "Don't make me do this. I don't want to do this. This is not this is not part of my plan." But did he actually say, "I'm not doing it"? He never said, "I'm not doing it," but he said, "Don't make me do this. I don't want to do this." Okay, well, let me ask you this. Hold back up. Let's back up for a second, though. How do we know that's what he said? Was somebody there with him? So that's what I want to know too, because there was nobody there in the garden. So how do we know what? If Jesus there's nobody was there, how do you know what he said? <laughs> Divine inspiration when writing the scriptures. <laughs> Man, 
That's some bullshit. It's all bullshit, honey. <laughs> and I wish it hadn't taken me 35 fucking years to figure out that it was all bullshit. You know, we used to be a good little Christian family, and now here we are, a bunch of atheist heathens. <laughs> I've even dragged you over. And that do you understand how bad that makes me feel? Like, you had this great little life. You were a cultural Christian. You weren't one of those Christians that went to church every single Sunday, but you believed in God. You were saved. Um, you know, you, you were very culturally Christian, and you kind of lived your life that way. And then you met me. And I started my deconstruction. I just dragged you straight to hell with, with me. And, and I, I really am sorry about that, honey. I, I don't want to take that stuff away from you. If you're sorry about that, you wouldn't have a big smile on your face while you were saying it. I'm drinking wine. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> drunk right now. But, oh. uh, you know, it does make me feel bad because, you know, like the kids, the kids were saved. The kids have been baptized. They've done the whole thing. I've got the pictures and everything. Both of them now are outspoken atheists. Which would just absolutely wreck my mother if she knew. See, this is this is all kind of like if you go to the bathroom to take a shit at 11.59 p.m. And the clock strike midnight. Uh-huh. It's the same shit, just a different day. <laughs> there is something deeply, deeply wrong with you. <laughs> I don't deny that, but that was a good one. That was a real good one. I like that. <laughs> Come on, oh, oh, I, I want to talk about. We're going to completely flip gears. All right, let's flip gears. Okay, this whole thing with the Tennessee and they and they they kicked out, they expelled the two black guys and kept the white chick. Right. And actually, I asked the white chick. We're going to sum this up fast. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. Uh, they asked the white chick, um, "Why do you think you were spared?" She actually came well, out and said, well, "I think it has to do with my skin color." Uh -huh. The uh, speaker of the house, the state house in Tennessee. Was asked about it, he said, "Oh, but well, we didn't look at the ethnicity. The people who voted for this didn't look at the ethnicity of the people that were we were voting on." Sure, they did. Whatever bullshit, you racist piece of shit. But anyway, they have to have a special election to re-elect someone for those positions. Correct. Correct. In the meantime, there is a group in that in those um, districts. Uh huh. That name a replacement until it's a special election, like an interim yeah. official, right? Right. And there, and, they, and of course, the Democrats there have the majority of that district. Right. And there's like 46, I believe, of these officials in that district that are Democrat. Right. Right. <clears throat> the day after. They expelled these guys. Within the next day, 23 <coughs> of these 46 have already said who they're, they're going to pick to take his place. And it's the guy that got expelled. It's the guy that got expelled. Yeah. And per rules, once you are expelled for something or, or whatever, you cannot be... Like, if you get reelected later, you can't be expelled again... For the same reason. <laughs> so immediately, half of them already said, "All right, well, we're we're going we're, we're we're back to him to, to be the interim." And the house leader is fucking pissed, and he is doing his best to try to come up with any kind of procedural nonsense that he can come up with 
so that he can prevent these two guys because both of them, both districts, have said they're going to send mm -hmm. these guys back up. So, uh, that's who we're. That's the interim guys. Yeah. And then whenever it's time to reelect, they're going to be they're going to be the candidate. Yeah, yeah. they'll be the candidate. Yeah, but you know, one of the one of these guys has already been in trouble with this house leader. Because the House leader already doesn't like him. Because when he was elected, when he came down to take the oath of office, he's wearing a dashiki under his suit, under his suit coat. Well, a dashiki is his traditional African dress. Oh, shit. That's yeah, they don't have water. They're both out of water. Yeah, so we, we got to get water after the podcast. But um, so a, a dashiki was his traditional African dress. This guy, this racist asshole that leads the house, was sitting there going, "Oh, that's not appropriate. That's not appropriate for. He needs to wear a suit." Where does it say he has to wear a suit? It does not say anywhere in there that he has to wear a suit. He is wearing traditional African garb, and your racist ass doesn't like that. That's all that is. Boil it down. Older white male mm -hmm. who doesn't like. The outspoken young black man. That's exactly what it is. And and, and forgive me. For, I said this to you in a text message, but I'm going to say this with my whole chest on this podcast for our three listeners. I've seen your chest. That's a lot of chest. That is a lot of chest. Now I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said it to me on a text message. I, lo I completely lost my train of thought. It derailed and killed 20 people. I'm sorry. I haven't got your mind on boobs and you forgot what I you were like, going to well, say. I do like, well, boobs are magical. They're awesome. They really are. Um, But um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, no. It was about the racist asshole that runs the house. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'll remember it later and then I'll have to get back on the podcast and be like, oh, remember that thing that I said that I was going to say? I'm going to say <coughs> it. Bless you. Bless you. Sorry. You know, this is the worst podcast in existence Ugh. because we don't, like, mute our coughs or anything. <laughs> it's because we're real, homie. <laughs> um, oh, let's talk about all the little butt-hurt snowflakes that are pouring out their bud lights. Oh, my God. Especially the one that showed his trunk, his hatchback full of Jack Daniels saying, this is always safe. Buddy, do a little research because them and the maker of that vehicle you had that in are all supporters. Yep. So let's let's back up a little bit. Dylan Mulvaney, who is a transgender woman, who oh, okay. the reason that she is, it, it seems like she kind of came out of nowhere, doesn't it? It was like one day you'd never heard of Dylan Mulvaney, and then now everywhere she's fucking everywhere. Well, she did this cute, goofy little project on TikTok called 365 Days of Being a Woman. And it was from the first day she started hormones until 365 days later and it was goofy and it was silly and dylan has got just like the greatest personality and she is just a she's an absolute cheese ball she just she she loves life and she's just just she's silly and she was doing a silly little thing well it got her noticed by people and um she has landed some sponsorships with Bud Light, with or with Budweiser, with uh, Nike, with uh, a couple of other places that have decided to feature her during Pride Month. You know, we, we do the corporate Pride Month in June, and the Budweiser cans were leaked. 
is what it was. It wasn't that she's on their, their cans now. It's the, the cans for Pride Month were leaked, and it's got her face on them. And so people started freaking out. Like, Kid Rock was like, I'm never... He, like, took his AR-15 and sort of, like, shot up, like, three 30-packs or whatever. He went and spent money <laughs> um, <laughs> on, Bud, on Bud Light to murder it yeah. in front of a pond. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, they have your money. They don't fucking care what you do with it they after they have you your money. drink it These guys are titles. But what cracks me up is that all these all these butthurt snowflakes that are like, oh, my God, my brands are turning on me and yada, yada, yada. Look, those brands are capitalists. They are all about making money. And the demographic for all of this stuff has shifted away from Kid Rock people into people who like Dylan Mulvaney. And because those demographics have shifted, all of these sponsors have shifted with it because they want to go where the money is. Exactly. And they have made a market decision that your redneck dollars are not a big loss. And they don't give a shit if they lose you because they have all of this other revenue coming in. The gains so outweigh the losses. The gains far outweigh the losses. And so, yeah, there's some pushback right now. And there's some stuff like Budweiser is getting disinvited from some places. And da 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 Like, uh, fucking Travis Tritt has said he's not going to have Budweiser on his own. And I I'm love sorry. how that one guy came out and said... He's been dressing like a woman for years. That one guy that came out and said, Dude, nobody even born in the last 30 years knows who the fuck you are. Right? <laughs> okay, Travis Tritt is 150% responsible for country music sucking since 2001. That is 100% Travis Tritt's fault because he's the one that came out with the we'll put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. He's the one that came out with that type of bullshit country music that went from social justice like Woody Guthrie and all these guys that, that you know, Hank Sr., and all these guys that made up, like, good outlaw country, they were saying something. And then it turned into this uber-patriotic, white nationalist bullshit after 2001. And it just completely ruined country music. Completely ruined it. Hank Sr. would be so disappointed in his son. Yeah. So disappointed. <clears throat> But you know, a lot a lot of these these old country singers, you know, they were all socialists. You know who this picture is? Um, that is Tough Guy Wrestler Tyler Rex. Okay, so I don't know who that is. Maybe it's because that's who he is now. <gasps> oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. His name is now Gabby Tuft. Her name. Her, Her name. name is Gabby Tuft. Yeah. And he transitioned. He was like and all reason I thought about him because I just haven't seen old him at the time. Yeah. Is because uh, an old wrestling video showed up on my phone. Yeah. And it had Tyler Rex in it. And I was like, oh, that's cool because that's the guy that transitioned. I couldn't remember what what her name is now, but I had to look it up. But, you know, he was like a tough guy wrestler. Uh-huh. And back when it was still WWF, I believe. So there is a... Okay. I mean, does that look like the same person at all? No. Isn't she gorgeous? Freaking hot. She's gorgeous. And that is, that's what kills me about people who are like, you can't change your gender. You can't change your sex. Hormones do such an amazing thing 
your body is set up to produce either estrogen in, in quantities or testosterone in quantities, right? That's just what your chromosomes tell it to do. And the hormone itself is what makes you have breasts or a penis or, you know, any of the secondary sex characteristics. And it, and it causes your body to behave a certain way. But your body doesn't care what hormone it gets. Just because you have an XX chromosome, it doesn't matter if you get more testosterone than you get estrogen. Your body doesn't care. The XX tells it what to produce, but your body doesn't give a shit what it has. Same thing with XY. The XY is telling your body to produce testosterone in great, greater quantities, but your body ultimately doesn't care. So if you put somebody on testosterone who normally produces estro uh, estrogen and it cancels out the estrogen or you know you, you lower the amount of estrogen in your body you're going to start your body is going to start developing like a man or like you know like a traditional man same thing with a woman if you reduce your testosterone levels even though you're xy if you reduce those levels of testosterone and start pumping in estrogen your body you start growing breasts your your penis will shrink your um, your secondary sex character yeah no <laughs> your secondary sex characteristics come out your your you get more fat on your body and that's less muscle. That's a side effect. Maybe somebody secretly fed me some of that shit before. But what? But what? Okay, so like but I, I got I, man boobs. Okay, Patricio Manuel. Do you know who that is? Nope. So you know all of this controversy about the transgender women, born male, competing as women, and beating other women in sports. And people are all up in arms about, we can't let these men compete against women because it's not fair. Okay? Whatever. Maybe you have a little bit of a point if you have an athlete who had been competing as a male before and then transitioned to a female. Maybe they have some slight advantage. Okay, maybe. They don't, but let's just assume that you're right. Man Patricio Manuel is a transgender man. In other words, he was born female, transitioned into a man, and is boxing as a man against other men, and is undefeated. <laughs> Fucking undefeated. His testosterone levels are exactly where any other naturally born male, males would be because you can't have an excess of testosterone and compete at a professional level because they would accuse you of juicing. So your testosterone has to be between a certain level. Right. So his testosterone is at a normal man's level. And he is competing against other men. And he is kicking the shit out of them. And it just warms my little black heart. That's, that's what kills me about... Okay. <clears throat> what, what is that, uh, what is that, uh, that girl that, that finished fourth uh, against uh, Leah Thomas? Uh, Leah Thomas is uh, the transgender woman who's competing as a swimmer. She won one race and everybody was like, oh my god, the transgenders are coming after us. And da, 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 da. They're taking over women's sports. She won one fucking race and lost the others. Yeah. She set one world record. Guess what? It's been beaten. It, it, it got beaten a couple of months after she said it. I mean, it's not like whatever. She's not competing against fucking Ledecky. Ledecky would swim circles around her. Okay? She competed in a couple of races lost most of it and won one and all of a sudden the transgenders are coming after your sports right 
Well, what, what's her, this, this girl is going around that, that tied with, with uh, Leah Thomas is going around to universities talking about how men are taking over women's sports and how it's not fair. Well, my response to her on Twitter was, it kind of sounds like maybe you just suck. Because there were a bunch of other women, naturally born women, who beat Leah Thomas, and you were not one of them. So maybe you should go out there and train harder to beat her. Instead of going around whining about how you're going to sue everybody that took the took the, the win away from you. Mm-hmm. She finished fourth. She wasn't even in contention for a medal. And she's like, this this transgender man took, or this, this transgender woman took away my medal. No, she fucking didn't. You just suck. You, you finished fourth, anyway. fourth. She tied for fourth. That's what's even worse. She fucking tied for fourth and thinks that somehow Leah Thomas took something away from her. No, she just sucks, and she wants to sit there and whine about it instead of training to get better. Just looking for an excuse to bitch. She's looking for an excuse to bitch, and she's looking for an excuse to talk shit about transgender women. I mean, come on. It, it, it's you can, you can only have between a certain level of this and this for testosterone and this and this for estrogen to be considered a woman or a man. Transgender people meet those requirements. And all these people out here are wanting to ban all this transgender shit and boycott all the transgender stuff. If you're one of those people, quick little Google search I got for you. Look up actors who have cross-dressed for a role. Are you going to boycott all their movies? I bet you those are the kind of guys who probably drink beer and rub one off every time they get drunk on the weekends and watch Roadhouse. Well, you can't watch Roadhouse no more. Let me do a quick Google search. Because uh, Patrick Swayze played as a woman. Yes, he did. He was fucking fabulous at it. Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire. Are you going to boycott all of his movies? The Wayans Brothers? I mean, God, I was looking at that list earlier. There's so fucking many of them. But they just, it's, it's just, somebody picks out something to tell everybody, to tell all these little snowflake men uh-huh. what they need to be afraid of. Because like that one guy was his Jack Daniels saying, oh, Jack Daniels, that's safe. Safe from what, dude? If you, are, are you afraid that if you go drink a Bud Light now, it's going to make you start wanting to be a woman? I mean, these, these people are just, I don't... It, it's hard dealing with the stupidity of these guys. I mean, they're all against this trance and pride and all this stuff, but like the one guy was talking about how, okay, well, got to get rid of your Chevy. Uh-huh. Got to get rid of your Ford. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, <laughs> can't have that iPhone. Can't have that iPhone. Can't use that no more. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can't use anymore. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, don't be a bitch about <clears throat> it. Go all in. Get rid of everything you have. Take it all out there and blow it up. But you can't use all this stuff that transport that that it supports anything LGBT. To do with it. You, you got to put it all out there. You can't can't keep any of it. So I don't can't. don't be don't pick and choose which companies you want to go against. Uh-huh. 
go against. It's either all or nothing. Don't be a bitch about it. So I can't find the actual story, and I wish I could, because I cannot remember if the guy was a lawmaker or what he what he was, but this is a story that I read this week. It's somebody who is violently anti-trans on Twitter and keeps talking about transgender people staying out of sports and we're going to go get the transgenders and, you know, stuff like that. Maybe it was Michael Knowles. I'm not sure. We can see your likes on Twitter. Like, we can go look at the stuff that you've liked. And one of the things that he liked was some transgender porn. (laughs) And I really, really, really want to see the Google searches of people like Michael Knowles and Charlie Kirk and fucking Ted Cruz. Uh, You know, all of these people who are so violently anti-trans. I want to see their Google search histories because I'd be willing to bet there's some trans porn in there because these guys are chasers. These guys just really give off chaser vibes, you know? Fucking Michael Knowles, who talks about the scourge of transgenderism and how we need to eradicate it, he's talking about transgenocide. And he got out there at CPAC and was telling people we need to eradicate transgender people. Mm -hmm. No, 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 I'm sorry. He said transgenderism. And he's trying to get away with the semantics issue. I didn't say get rid of transgender people. I said get rid of transgenderism. Same fucking thing, buddy. Whatever. He was in a gay porn when he was still an actor. Now, I understand that's not transgender porn, but it's just like half a step away. And he's a failed actor, and he's decided he's going to lean hard into this right-wing bullshittery. Same thing with Ben Shapiro. He is a failed screenwriter, and he's decided to lean into this Nazi bullshit, even though he's Jewish. Yeah, Shapiro's a... <laughs> what, did you see that... He got you, little man syndrome. He's like... <laughs> hang on, I'm, I'm gonna look on... Hang on a second. Ben Shapiro height. 5'2". Okay, let's see. He says he's 5'7". He says he's five foot. No, no, no. He says he's five foot nine. He says he's five nine. But he's stood next to people who are five nine. He's nowhere close to five nine. He's like five five, five six at best. But why would you even like be bragging and being uh, at your height, trying to say I'm five nine? Because he can't get away with saying that he's six feet tall. I don't know what it is about guys. I was watching something the other day, and somebody gave their height on there, and they're like, oh, okay. Oh, you're six feet tall? Oh, that means you're 5'9". Okay. Well, we understand. Oh, no, no, no. I'm six feet tall. No, you're not. You're 5'9". You just want to be six feet tall. And he's like, well, what if I said I was 6'3"? Then that means you're six feet. Oh, my God. That made me think about when we went to uh, South Carolina to, to meet my buddies there. And... <laughs> Poor Lance was so little. <laughs> when we went to the ice cream no, no, place. And, and I took a picture. I was like, hold on a second. And I like ducked down to make me look like I was the shortest one. And I took the picture from like the waist up. And then somebody, one of my buddies saw those pictures and he's like, God dang, who the fuck are those guys? Those guys must be fucking huge. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I was like almost on my knees. <laughs> Oh, what cracked me up is we went to go get ice cream, and they hit a little sign out in front of the ice cream place for kids, and it said, "If you're under this this uh, height, you get a free you get a free, you a get free, a free ice, ice cream, cream cone." 
And I told, Thomas told Lance to go go get his free ice cream cone because he definitely came in under the. I'm like, hey man, did you go get your free cone. He's like, what are you talking about? I said that line over there says go get your free cone. He's like, man, I don't like y'all. Go back to Texas. Texas. <laughs> oh my god! One of these days, you're gonna have to get Lance to call in. And tell us the horse story. I don't know if I could handle that again. That I, was the funniest I damn thing I ever heard in my life. I was hurting when he was telling that story I, about those horses. I laughed so hard at this horse story that he told. This horse now, tried to kill Now, his brother Matt li- actually listens to the podcast because he actually texted me the other day. Hey, man, when's the next podcast going to drop? Yeah, we, we did miss last week because of the tornado, but we didn't have power, so we had a good excuse. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so Matt, if you're listening, tell Lance that we want him to listen to the podcast and we want him, <laughs> we want him, we want him to call in and tell the horse story. No, we, we may not want him to listen. We don't want him to listen. We may not tell him what all we've talked about in the past. <laughs> or maybe just see if I get him to do a recording. Yeah, he can do a recording of the, of the, of the horse, horse story, story and send it to send us. It to me. <laughs> I don't know if he would like it very much to listen. He, he's, he's been kind of. Well, he just wouldn't like a lot of things we talk about. Yeah, let's just put it that way. Um, he he thinks a little different, a little differently than we do. Yeah. Um, but but he's such a good guy though. Yeah. He he really is. Oh, I I, I love him to death. I mean, he that was one of the greatest moments I can remember is making that trip to go up and meet those guys. Uh huh. I mean that that was just. Just to have those buddies that you play Xbox and shit online with for several years and get a, finally get a chance to actually meet them in person. Uh-huh. You know, that was just... That was really cool. And I'm so looking forward to the day that I get to finally go meet Cardboard in person. Uh-huh. That's going to be awesome because... I mean, he, he, he's been with us for almost from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, he came in a little bit later, but you know, this is like this is like a daily thing, you know, that I I play Xbox. Like it to the point, like if one of us is going to be on late, you can guarantee he's going to get a message. Hey, I'm going to be a few minutes late getting on today, you know, (laughs) because we know (laughs) about what time I get up, what about what time he gets home. I mean, and we play until it's time for me to get up and go to work. Yeah, (laughs) you know, and it's just I don't know is. I'm hoping to get to go up there and see him one day. Switching gears. I want to go see the Barbie movie. Barbie? The B- Margot Robbie is Barbie. And Ryan Gosling is Ken. Oh, Lord. I want to see it. It looks so fabulous. I want to go see the... We need to see John Wick. John Wick, yes. We need to see the Mario movie. And we need to see... What's the other one that's coming out that I wanted to see? Um, the Nick Cage Dracula yes, movie. Yes, Nick Cage is Dracula. Oh my gosh, uh, that's we'll going to be so awesome. I heard you say Mario movie, which reminds me. Tomorrow, can I maybe go to the Mario movie with Chandler? Yes, you can. Yeah. Absolutely. Just let us know if you need cash or whatever for do. Um, we will go out somewhere and get you some more cash. Make sure you have enough cash. Pay for your movie and popcorn or whatever you need. And a pickle. Yeah, you got to have pickle. Popcorn and a pickle. Hey, you heard me earlier, right? No. I'm probably going to eat a pickle later, and I want you to be there when I open it up. And reason hmm. being is because uh, best made pickles are the best deal pickles. Yes. And you can't buy them damn things in Arkansas. They don't have Cannot. them here. They have Mount Olive. Yep. And Vlasic. And Vlasic. 
and those are not as good as the best made pickles. And I grew fond of best made pickles because way back when I turned 16 and I started working in a movie theater, that's the kind of pickles we had. Yep. Those are the best. Can't get them. Um, Cricket here finally got me some. Ordered them on Amazon, I'm assuming. Yep, that's exactly what happened. And they got delivered to the front door. And it was so cute. I, let me finish. <laughs> I was talking about this. Don't cut me off, woman. And I saw this box sitting there next to me. I had no idea what it was. In his chair. He was asleep. And I went and opened the box and when she got home. And I was like, oh, my pickles. But I was like still half asleep. And so I snuggled up with my pickle jar and fell back asleep. And I took pictures of them. <laughs> You know, and that got me thinking, you know, at the end of the podcast, you're always talking about, hey, you can find me here, you can find me there, you can find me here, right? Right. Why don't we set up an account for just the podcast? I have one. I have the Shays Lounge on Instagram. I just don't post to it a lot. What we need to do, like, for an Instagram or Twitter, whatever, I don't know if I want to use Twitter because of Elon Musk, dumbass, but whatever, like... That we instead of saying "Hey, find me here, find me there," they need to find us on the on the podcast one. Yeah, I've got the Shays Lounge, the Shays Lounge. The or the the oh, the, okay. the 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 T H E or T H A T H E. Oh, so it's the the not the the Shays the Shays Lounge. Okay, I have a hard time Instagram. finding the. <laughs> What's well, Cayman Jack Margarita? Shit's good. Yeah. Fuck. Well, I'm about to drink me another bottle. I've already drank me one bottle of wine, and it has not affected me enough. How so many ounces is that? Uh, let's see. Mm, 750 milliliters. Because I think these are damn near as much as that is. Because this is... That's 24 ounces. That's a 24. I don't know milliliters to ounces. Let's see. Google it. How many ounces? How many, many milliliters, milliliters is twenty four ounces? Is twenty four ounces seven hundred nine? So yeah, it's pretty close. Seven hundred fifty versus seven hundred nine. I'm so almost done with my second Cayman Jack. That's right. good. Well, Margarita. we need to we need to bring this to a close because I need to run to the restroom. <laughs> We're having fun talking. Oh, your phone is going off. Bitch, no, that ain't my phone. That's yours. <laughs> You keep blaming me for shit and my phone's on silent. My phone's on silent too. It was the alarm going off. Well, you every time it goes off, you're trying to gripe at me for doing it. And that's not me. Right, we it's need you. to bring this to a close because I'm about to lose it. You gotta go pee pee. Let me tickle you. Let me tickle you. You gotta go. Why are you gonna go tee pee on yourself? I might. On this couch and everything. Ew, you'd have to clean it up. I ain't doing it. Well, you can find us at Cricket Shay on Twitter. At Cricket Shay on uh, at Cricket Shay one on Instagram, at Cricket Shay on TikTok, um, the transparent transparent on TikTok. Uh, Thomas doesn't have any social media because he doesn't really care. Nope. Um, no. You can find me on Facebook if you want to, but um, that's the end of our podcast, and we love you. Bye.